welcome to Dream Life Best Fit Role with me, Nikki Smith. I'm a psychologist and a career and business coach. I believe everybody can love their work and I help people to use their natural strengths to transform their work life and love their job. These podcast episodes shine a light on individuals who have created their Dream Life Best Fit Role or business. I focus on how they've played to their natural strengths, those activities that energize and inspire them, and how they've conducted mini experiments to take the fear out of change and generate momentum. I'm excited to welcome Jacob Sokol to the show. Hello and welcome. Australia, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. So Jacob, you're a shining example of this in action. And I'm aware that some listeners will have not met you before. So I'll give a little introduction about you and then hand it over to you. So at 24, Jacob was working in an awesome IT company as a network consultant and was having an allergic reaction to his life. He is now the founder of a fantastic and successful business called Sensify, where he helps people in their 20s and 30s to find and live their purpose. He's a rock star connector and coach and facilitator and spends time around the world in exotic locations like Bali. So happy you're here, Jacob, and would love to dive in. How did I go with the intro? That was fantastic. I'm wondering if I should just listen to that every morning to boost my self-esteem a little bit. So (laughs) right on. Uh, Yeah. And my, my quest was really, you know, I had a successful job and I was... Growing up as a child, I was kind of a, a, a screw up, so society said, which really just meant that I, I knew that the way that society told me things needed to be weren't actually true. And I didn't really have the, the language to articulate that to myself or to anyone else. And so because I felt like there was something, something fundamentally off with the way that the system worked, I found ways to break get out of the system and break the rules, but they weren't necessarily constructive or healthy. So when I finally got into an IT job and and had some success that society said, oh, yes, Jacob, you can play this game as well. And you look, you're doing quite well. And still on the inside, knowing that there is something deeply off and big questions arose like, who am I and what am I here to do? And there's got to be something more to life than this, but it's just this nagging feeling on the inside that won't go away. And again, I didn't have the language to be able to articulate that to anyone. And I felt guilty because here I was, I had a good life. Why couldn't I just be happy? It felt like, you know, I was ungrateful. And that wasn't the case, but that was my fear of saying, you know, there's something else that I want besides this right here. And and I was afraid to talk about it. And there was, and I didn't know what it was. And, And there was a lot of, you know, crazy thoughts I was having in my head a lot of feeling very uncomfortable in my skin, feeling very disconnected spiritually, meaning that I didn't feel connected to a vision larger than myself or something larger than myself, and uh, just shame, deep, deep shame. And so my journey with with, uh, that came to an end. I decided to just take a leap and leave the job and went to Hawaii and slept on an old roommate's floor for six weeks because I figured, hey, I'd rather sleep on the floor in Hawaii than my bed in New York, so why not? And did that and uh, and then in that deep self-inquiry process of asking myself lots of really quality questions such as what would I do if I absolutely could not fail and my self-esteem wasn't on the line? Uh, what do I love to do so much that I would actually pay to do this every day? Like well, what things, right? Ooh. And then how can I get paid to do these things? 
And then another question I asked was, if there's anything I could give to the world, what would I want that to be? And that's where Sentify started from. It was, well, I'd want to help people embody some of this wisdom that I was then learning for how to create an optimal experience of life and feeling how I felt at that point. It was a world of difference than how I felt six months or even a year or two or three earlier. And that's the creation of Sensify to help people live with a deep sense of fulfillment and gain the self-mastery to have a enjoyable experience of being a human being. Fantastic. So I'm wondering, with all these emotions that go on about when you reflect on your life and you want to change it, like you talk about some pretty deep emotions like shame and guilt, what mini experiments did you take after your six weeks on the Hawaii floor of your friend's place to creating Sensify? Were there any mini experiments between that time? Yeah, it's funny because life now feels like one big sequence of mini experiments. It feels Perfect. like I'm just I'm just living an experiment, like my whole life is that. You know, what I'd say the mini experiments were, were with my identity. And those can be the scariest because it really feels like life or death. In other words, it feels like who you are is at risk of dying. Now, it's not a literal death. It's not a physical death. It's a metaphorical death. It's a identity death. And that included me doing things that I had never done before. So, you know, going up to someone who I found attractive and actually starting a conversation with them, like that was an experiment. And the role that I had been in up until that point of IT guy wasn't allowed to do that because IT guys aren't charismatic and courageous. They're kind of geeky and nerdy and in their head. <laughs> and so the, the real mini experiments were with doing things that weren't me. Now, that doesn't mean they weren't authentic. It just means that I was doing things that didn't fit with the role that I was currently living in society. And when I did that, the people around me started to look at me like, hey, there's something wrong with Jacob. We better make sure he's okay. Let's try to keep him where he is. Not because they're they're evil people, actually, because they cared for me and they thought the Jacob that we know, you know, something is at risk. We're gonna, we might lose him here. And so that, you know, when I think of the mini experiments that had been most powerful, it was it was always something to do with questioning my identity in a way that felt in alignment with it, my heart and soul. So it wasn't like I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. It was like, oh, there's something in my heart that has like a desire. If I really listen to it, like I think that would be kind of cool and I would be energized to go do that thing and then experimenting with what would happen when I did. You know, I think when I think of mini experiments, I think of doing something behaviorally to then change your mindset is often how I think about it and how I talk to clients about it. And I love how you encapsulated that actually when you look deep down into what you're doing, you are challenging your identity. Um, and I think, and I love how you're saying that actually your whole life is a mini experiment. And I don't know about you, but I think by looking at life like a mini experiment, and a bunch of them I take action about six times faster second mm. guess myself so much less it's really a way to create momentum isn't it and to live a more guilt-free life just have a go yeah you'll do an experiment you don't know what the outcome is going to be but the thing is is that your self-worth isn't on the line so mm. oftentimes we judge our own goodness based on does this go the way that I would want it to go 
And when we treat it like an experiment, we can say, okay, this has nothing to do with my value as a human being. This is just me trying something and then seeing the results. And then I can choose what action I want to take at that point. That's the beauty of an experiment to me is that it doesn't mean anything inherently about my worth. Because of that, I can drop this seriousness. I need to make sure I don't screw this up and I can play with it and have fun. And the irony is, is that when we are more playful uh, and when we are in a better mood, we actually perform better. And that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. So... Jacob, I'm obsessed about strengths theory and strengths principles. And I noticed when I was doing my research about you that you're certainly into positive psychology as well. I'd love to know what you see as your strengths and and share a bit about how you play to them to shape your business and your life. Yeah, so I've done the positive psychology strengths test, the um the one that Martin Seligman put together yeah. and my top strength is optimism and then purpose and then curiosity and then love of learning and then gratitude uh, and then wisdom and I was kind of bummed I was like I wanted wisdom to be number one but I think, we can, <laughs> I think we can often have that experience when we take a strengths finders test or when we kind of do this reflection it's like no like I think that other thing would be cooler but there's something really, and I was like, curiosity, who wants to be curious? That's stupid, right? Like that was kind of like my like shadow judgment towards my own strengths. But what's funny is like five or six years later now, after it's been since I've taken the test initially, I actually realize how important curiosity is for everything that I do. Like I'm a life coach, right? So what I do is I get curious about what's going on for someone. And it's not that I need to know the answer or what's going to be most helpful for them. It's actually, I go deep into my curiosity and I'm like, tell me a little bit about that. I'm wondering why, why is that the approach that you think makes sense? Well, would you be open to trying that way? Or So I actually really use this curiosity and some of the most fulfilling projects that I've done have been interviews and like, no wonder I'm doing interviews, right? Like I have this love of learning and I'm very curious and, you know, I want to gain more wisdom and apply it towards my purpose. And I'm optimistic that we can do this. And so really looking at what are my strengths and then how can I rock them more? And then also the thing that I think sometimes is tricky about strengths is that we think they're normal because they're normal for us. Mm. And it doesn't work that way. It's the things that are uniquely us that, yeah, to us, that's just how life goes. But when other people look at us, oftentimes they can see things that are unique about us that we just can't see because that's us. And I find that's why it's really valuable to check in with people about um, what do they think your strengths are and to ask them and to get that kind of honest feedback as to like, here's what's uniquely different about you. And so that's that's something I continue to play with. And it's an idea I came across maybe six years ago. And what's funny is that I continue to play and think about it. It's not like this one time like, oh, I know my strengths. Guess I'm done with that portion of self-learning. It's like, no, no, I know my strengths now every day. How can I continue to go further into them and into them? And so for me, I recently asked this question of what are my strengths? I was playing with it and how can I like triple down on it and not even increase it, but like how can I like go all in on my strengths? And that's why we're doing this interview right now is because I realized, well, one is I think one of my strengths is leading with my heart and another one of my strengths is to 
interviews doing them and, and also um, being interviewed there's kind of this like speaking from the heart that, that I'm allowed to do and and I get to apply that curiosity and that passion there and then also uh, just playing with you know so how could I give a tremendous amount of value to the people who are in my community and I said okay well what if I were to do like 10 interviews with people in my community we got 60 replies within 24 hours and then I was like oh fuck instead of the 10 people who I thought I was gonna you know make happy I was like what about the other 50 who are gonna be upset I didn't get back to them <laughs> And so then I started to play with, well, what if I were to do all 60 interviews? And I was like, no, that's crazy. I can't do that. I was like, no, what if I were to triple down on my strengths and go all in? And like, how could I do it? And I was like, well, if I schedule 30 minute increments and I do four back to back to back to back, that's two hours, right? And I could do that kind of first thing each morning. And then if I were to do that for two weeks long, four interviews a day for two work weeks long, that's 40 interviews. I was like, oh, I could do this. And so it's, that's what I'm playing with. And um, and so it's a conversation I continue to come back to or like, what are my strengths and how do I forget what's normal, forget what society says is the way to do it. But what would excite me and energize me and allow me to use my strengths? I love that. And another experiment. And what if? How fun is it to be optimistic? What if I did all of them? Yeah. Yeah. And the triple down as well. I love how you touched on absolutely strengths are there. Our true strengths energize us and we find some ease or flow with. And isn't it brilliant now? We've really got no excuse because science shows that when we play to our strengths, we actually do significantly boost our creativity, our positive influence, our productivity, our happiness, our joy, our energy and income. It's such a fun way to connect, to actually boost the confidence with ourselves by getting to know our strengths and also we get to play, don't we? Get to play with them. Love it. Totally. I think I had another question for you. That's right. I like to ask guests about their fear or if they have a recurring negative self-talk going on in their in their brain and I read a blog post that you wrote back in September 2015 and it was titled why I refuse to spend time with more amazing people could you share with us what's what's a recurring fear or negative self-talk that you have sure so speaking specifically to that post when I look at my journey over the last five years which includes a lot of growth personally and in my business it's always been that the most growth happens for me when I spend time with people who I'm inspired by and or who are a few steps ahead of me on the path. And doesn't mean my path, but they're, they're up to something that is, is uh, that I, I can really learn something from. Right? And again, we can make the argument you can learn something from everyone, but these are kind of people who've been at whatever they're doing that I'm inspired to learn more about for a significant amount of time. And quantum leaps. I mean, these have been the opportunities. It's not like I went from like, oh, I'm going to go from like a four to a six. It was I went from like a four to like a 14 or something, you know, like or even more. Right. And and so realizing this is like it, it's not that I have a shortage of amazing people in my life. Like I've done about 100 interviews with people through the work that I do. And they've kind of all fit into this category that I'm talking about. But strangely, I haven't spent much time in person or in kind of real life with with many of these people. Some, you know, 5% or something like that. And so I I was like questioning, like I know and from, for me and my growth, it, it works the best when I'm surrounded and spending time, you know, once every two weeks or something with someone like this. Well, why is it that I don't do that more often? 
And when I really looked at it more closely, there was a fear there. And the fear was, if I spend time with more amazing people, they're going to realize that I'm not as amazing as maybe they think I am. And then they're not going to want to spend time with me. And so what's funny is that when you zoom out and look at that, I pretty much end up right back in the same situation I'm now. I'm in now if that fear would have come true, which is not spending time with them, right? Like that's sure. where I'm at right now. Yeah. But there's this illogical fear of like, oh no, like if they really got to know me, they would know that I'm not enough. And that's a universal. We all have that same fear of if you really knew me, you would know that I'm not enough in this, in some capacity, right? And that Absolutely. changes for every for every person. So that might mean I'm not smart enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not charismatic enough. The enough changes for me, for you, and for everyone who's listening. But no matter who we are on the planet, every single person has their version of that. If you really knew me, you would know that one, I'm not enough. And then two is if you were to find out that I'm not enough, then I wouldn't be loved and I'd be alone and I would be, I wouldn't be long. And kind of going back to a very primal instinct that would be getting kicked out of the tribe or even going back to early childhood that would be not getting the love that we need in order to make sure that we stay alive. Now, as a functioning 30-year-old in society, that's not the case, but that's kind of the feeling that I can get or that we can get when, uh, when, these, when these things come up. So for me, that was just kind of a public calling myself out here of, hey, uh, you're not the only one who's going through it. I go through this too. And um, here's what we can do about it. It's brilliant. I think the more stories, the more blog posts, the more shares like this from established successful people, the better everyone will be. Uh, the I am not enough is, is pervasive. It's universal. So it was brilliant to read such an in-depth um, exploration of that. We're getting to the end of the interview now. Is there a blooper or a mistake some kind of, you know, mess up that you find funny now looking back on it that was tough at the time that you moved through? It's like every day. That's great. <laughs> uh, I'm constantly doing shit that is, you know, hilariously painful depending on which angle you're looking at it from. Hmm, and there's probably so many. So, I don't know. <laughs> coming to mind. That's great. This is one right here, one in the making. I've got a million bloopers, but I can't think of one. There you go. We've got a real life blooper right now. <laughs> there you go. And what are you most excited about now? Is there something you want to share with the listeners today? Yeah, I'm just ex- yeah. As, as far as my personal life, I'm just really excited to be alive and to be breathing and healthy. As far as I am and to have love in my life and to have food to eat and to have people I could connect with like yourself about things that actually matter to me. And, you know, I can go on and on. And, and that's the mundane, whether I'm leading a retreat in Bali, which I am next month, that, that's not the thing that comes to mind as like, that's amazingly fulfilling. And that's built on everything that I just mentioned, which is just the, the basics. Um, So that's what I'm most excited about. And then, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to continue to support more people and living life in a way that's most fulfilling for them with that deep sense of purpose, with that sustainable fulfillment and getting paid to do work that they love that makes a meaningful impact in the world. Beautiful. Beautifully said. What do you think? Are we going to set the listeners a mini, mini challenge or an invitation? Yeah, let's do it. So... My challenge would be to reach out to five people 
and you can send them an email and just say, hey, I'm doing this crazy challenge. Please forgive me. You know, you can say it however you want in your own authentic voice, but just of, I'd love for you to, to let me know what do you think my strengths are. Uh, and then do that for five people. So you'll have this list of 15 and then really notice what comes up for you there that you're like, huh, oh, no way. And then see how you can choose one of those things and spend the next month uh, just every day doing something. A month might be a long period of time. Let's do a week. Uh, one week where you can just focus on consciously embodying that strength. So if one of your strengths is curiosity, awesome. How can you do something that's a little bit more curious today? Uh, so it's a two-part challenge. One is getting that reflection on what your strengths are, and then two is putting them into use. Brilliant. Love it. And report in. Come into Nikki Smith Coach on Facebook and let us know either what the strengths are or how you are embodying that strength. Or if you're stuck, one of my strengths is ideation. I will have plenty of ideas for you on how to do that. Thank you so much, Jacob, for your time today. My pleasure. And anyone who wants to keep in touch, you can come on over to sensify.com, which is S-E-N-S-O-P-H-Y.com. I've got a great little report I put together on 12 Things Happy People Do Differently, which is kind of the science of happiness. And you can also shoot me an email and just keep in touch and let me know what you take away from today's interview. So uh, have a great rest of your day and thank you for the great conversation, Nikki. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for listening. Two things I'd like to mention. Firstly, if you're keen to boost your happiness at work, then head on over to www.nikkismith.net.au, which is N-I-K-K-I-S-M-I-T-H.net.au, and sign up for your starter kit. I share tips in there that are easy to implement and are pure gold. Secondly, if you crave a new work role and have no idea what to do, or lots of ideas but don't know where to start, then head on over and check out the 7-Step Career Change online program. This is an awesome system I use to help people create their dream life best fit role, which is a role that matches their strengths, interests and lifestyle needs. It will move you from feeling fed up, unsure and unconfident to clear, inspired and motivated in six weeks. Plus, if you want to hear more stories like this one, please subscribe and spread the word. Till next time.